Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. All right, can I be real with you for a moment? One thing I am not the best at is staying current with the latest news. My husband tells me all the time, you don't know what's happening in the world. And it's true, but that's no longer the case now that I have News Drop. News Drop is an Apple app with an Android version coming soon that's based around an optimized news feed that allows you for a quick reading experience with easy to read, skimmable articles. This is perfect for me to get the latest rundown on what's really important in the world in just a few minutes each day. And the thing I love the most about News Drop is the news is delivered in the form of short summaries several times throughout the day. And these summaries are written by real editors. So don't worry, the news is carefully selected to be relevant and objective. So go ahead and download News Drop. Don't wait, go to newsdrop.com or go to the app store and download the app today. That's News Drop. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I am so happy to have you back again. Now, let me tell you, this episode is for you if you are a young mom, a mom of teenagers, or a mom that just needs some encouragement to know that you'll get through this. Because I will be honest, being a mom has some really great days, but there are some times when it is very challenging and you feel like you are not a good mom and you're messing your kids up. But the truth is, is that you are awesome and you are not messing your kids up. So I brought my friend on, Sherry, to have this conversation about a couple of things. One in particular, you know, what can we do to relieve the pressure of ourselves of trying to be a really awesome mom and raising amazing kids. Then we talk a little bit about picking battles with our kids. Like what things should we really focus on when it comes to raising our kids and what things can we let go and just allow our kids to just do their thing and express themselves. And she shares a lot of her life experiences because she now has three grown men that um, she has raised and they are all married, have their own kids and, and families. And so she definitely can speak um, to a lot of this. So this episode is really going to help you, encourage you. So let's go ahead and jump on into this episode with Sherry. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Yes, yes. I am really excited to talk to you just because I know that you have a message that is going to help us, um, in particular, help us younger moms, because <laughs> I know a lot of times we feel like we don't know what we're doing. And um, I know you're going to give us the encouragement and the words that we need to get through this. Now, before we jump into our actual topic, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. All right. Awesome. And um, so I've been married for over 35 years. So I've been a wife to my best friend for all that time. Not always, you know, it's not always easy, but it's it's fun. Um, and the the longer we go, the better it gets. I just want to throw that out there too. And I'm a mom of three boys, which I always say there is a special place in heaven for those of us with boys. <laughs> and I'm so proud of the young men they are today. They're all almost all of them are in their 30s. My youngest will hit his 30s this year, which is crazy. And they're all 
now married to awesome women. My oldest, it took him three times to get it right, but he's got it right now. And I'm a grandma to three adorable girls and one crazy little boy. As a hobby, we love sailing, anything outdoors, being active. And as a businesswoman, I am a vision and strategy coach, and I help women, mostly women, I'll work with guys too, <laughs> rediscover or discover their superpowers and use them to create a business that gives them fulfillment, joy, and lifestyle freedom. Awesome. I love all of that. And <laughs> I love how you threw out there that, you know, all the boys are married now and they all, you know, are doing well. And that's one thing I think we don't think about when we have young kids, especially as a young mom, we worry about, oh, are we going to mess our kids up? And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be these awesome moms to raise these amazing human beings, but it could be so much easier. So I wanted you to share with us what you think we should really be focusing on when it comes to raising awesome kids. Mm. First of all, no, you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> like there's just that's going to happen. We all make mistakes, but you know, looking back and thinking about it, I think if we if we do everything with the right motive and coming from a place of love for our kids and they know that, then I think the mistakes are okay because they are going to happen. So take that pressure off of your, yourself that you're going to be this perfect mom. There is no perfect mom. There's no perfect way to raise our kids. And I heard this once and I have taken this idea into all aspects of my life, but about having like the, I call it the relationship bank account, which means as long as most of the time when you are dealing with your kids or your spouse or whoever, it's a positive feeling it's a positive experience they're feeling the love in a positive way that when we slip up and we make those mistakes and we withdraw from the bank account because like yeah i probably shouldn't have said that or i probably shouldn't have screamed at my kids you know we all have those moments that as long as the bank account is more positive than negative it's it's all going to be okay so that concept has helped me tremendously with raising my kids. Yes, I'm loving that too, because I'm seeing it now, even just thinking about my own kids who are now eight and four at the time. And I know, I was just telling you, like this week has just been rough. I like literally on Tuesday, I was leaving the office and I was like, bye guys, have a good weekend. They're like, no doc, like you got to come to work tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> it's no. only Tuesday. And I went home and like, I know I haven't been showing up the way that I should for my kids just because it's been so rough. But I see now how having those more positive experiences definitely is outweighing me in my not so great week. So I love that. That really makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. And another thing I found too, is sometimes that what we think our kids need from us isn't what they want from us. And I think back my middle son played, he was a really great baseball player. Like that was his passion. And when you get into that season of kids playing sports, that baseball's like the worst because there are games almost every night of the week when they get into the baseball season. And as a mom, I always had that guilt of like, oh my gosh, I got to show up and be at every game. But it was exhausting. And, you know, I had, if I wasn't there, I had guilt and all this. And finally I sat down and talked with him and he's like, mom, I don't care if you're at every game, like just show up for a couple and I'm good. And it was just like, just having that conversation with them 
of what do they need. And I think even when our kids are little, we can still have that conversation. It's like, what do you want from mommy today? And it may be they want you to sit down and watch a cartoon show with them or to color for five minutes or to play a game for 10, 15 minutes. And then they're good. They they have their positive bank account for the day and we can relieve that guilt. So that's something else that I think helps a lot is just ask, what do they really want from us? Yeah, no, that's so true because a lot of times I'll like forget like my kids, they're very articulate and can let me know exactly what they're feeling, exactly what they want. Because my four-year-old just went off on me yesterday and told me that I'm making him so angry because I don't listen to him. So (laughs) I have to remind myself like they can tell me what they want. And you are so right. A lot of times the things that they want are like so like simple and easy. I'm just like, really? That's it? You just want me to take you to Target? That's it? Okay, we can do that really fast. So I, I love that one too. Definitely making it easier and just asking and talking to them because they will tell you for sure. But another thing I wanted to touch on too, Sherry, is about picking your battles. And that's one thing that I learned from you is that not every battle is (laughs) meant to be fought when it comes with our kids. And I just wanted you to share a little bit of what that looked like for you when you had bigger kids and teenagers, because I know, I'm going to just put it out there. I know with my son, like I am like really into letting my son be creative and express himself, but my husband, not so much (laughs) Mm. because like the other day I went to the store and I bought some, like the blue, like, um, hairspray that like washes (laughs) out. And so I thought it'd be cool just because it's his favorite color. And I brought it home. My husband's like, you're not putting that in his hair. And I was just like, Oh, well I thought it would be nice to just let him do it. But again, which battle should we pick, especially when it comes to our kids and them expressing themselves and trying new things and things like that. Right. Well, it's funny with the hair because I think we shared, I shared the story with you before that our oldest son, he expressed himself through music and his hair. And when he was a preteen teenager, he would dye his hair all different colors and he had the mohawk and it was so crazy looking. Like even today, he looks at pictures of like, oh my God, that was so ridiculous. But I knew he was otherwise a good kid. He wasn't doing drugs. He wasn't, you know, totally misbehaving in school or doing any of that. It was just, he was expressing himself through his hair and his music. Did I like it? No, I hated the hair. And I remember our nun at church or even my husband, he didn't like like the hair either. She, the nun at church was always like, can't you make him cut his hair? I was like, yeah, I could. But if he can't express himself through his hair, how is he going to choose to express himself as a teenager? So we chose to finally just let him have his hair and he grew out of it. He grew out of the phase. So I think, you know, it's really having those knowing ahead of time. And it is because sometimes I think as parents, we look at things in a different way because my husband definitely had a much lower tolerance for things than I did. So there's that communication with your, your significant other too, or the other parent and figuring out what, what are the, the boundaries? Like, what is it that you will definitely not tolerate and you can't step across this boundary. And if it, if it's not over that boundary, then let them have their expression, let them do the weird stuff. Um, let them just find their way. The other thing too, is I'm huge on what I call nurture the nature. And I feel like whatever our kids tendency is, whatever they're naturally drawn to do, whether it's like my oldest, it was music. My 
middle son, it was sports, baseball, skateboarding, snowboarding. Our youngest, it was football. Um, you know, I see it in my grandkids now. My One of my granddaughters loves to dance. And I said to her parents, like, you need to make sure she gets in dance lessons. Let her dance as long as she wants to. Uh, another granddaughter loves to color. She needs her time just to sit and color. And she does, she's very artistic. So when you can just let them express through what they're naturally good at and encourage that, then I think even if it's not your thing, because sometimes it may not be our thing. So we want to kind of try to steer them into our thing, but nurture that nature, what they're already good at and let them express themselves even if we don't understand it, (laughs) that's going to help them so much in life as a whole. And it it takes a lot of stress and anxiety off of us too, if we just kind of let it go. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I'm even thinking about it too. I know it's so silly, but my son is like really obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog right now. And he, my sister bought him this Sonic the Hedgehog, like kind of like onesie thing and it had like the spikes on the hair so it had a hoodie with the spikes and he wore that thing all the time like he would go to a grocery store go to school and I was just like dude can you please take that thing off (laughs) but he loved it and then finally like I was like you know stop being embarrassed like let him just do him and then when it got to the point like he started growing so much because he had a really huge growth spurt and like it got too tight for him and it was like super high water. So instead of it coming down to his ankles, it was at his shins. So he stopped wearing it. I was like, oh, okay, good. Like we're done. But like you said, like I had to kind of stop and just let him express himself mm-hmm. and um, let him just kind of figure it out. Now he's not really into it as much anymore. And the other thing too, that you brought up as well is that sometimes it's not our thing, but we try to kind of steer them to be kind of like us, but our kids are their own, like they're an individual themselves. So we have to allow them to be that. I think a lot of times we forget like, okay, like they're not going to like, you know, like baking and, you know, crafts like me, maybe they're going to like, you know, like music and, and, and coloring and things like that. So um, I like that you brought that up too. Yeah. And uh, listening to your story with your son, with the uh, hedgehog outfit. So our youngest son, he used to whatever sport he was, he was really into all sports, but whatever sport he was playing and this was, he was probably four or five he would go in and and put on like it was probably a Halloween costume or pajamas, you know, probably the same thing like your Sonic outfit. And he would have to go in and put that outfit on. So if he if they were playing baseball out in the yard, he would come in and put his little baseball jersey on. If they were playing football, he'd put his football jersey on. And so many times one night actually going in and putting him to bed. And I think he had five shirts on. Like he just kept coming in and putting on the different outfit, but he never took the other one off. And then I remember he had got, and I don't remember if it was football, it may have been a hockey. I think it was, yeah, I think it was a Mighty Ducks. It was a Mighty Ducks hockey, like pajama costume thing. And we were out visiting my parents in Kansas and we had to fly home. And Jacob wanted to wear the Mighty Ducks outfit on the airplane. And my husband was mortified. And I finally said to him, it's like, we have a long flight. And if the one thing that's going to keep him happy is wearing a Mighty Ducks pajama costume on the airplane, then he is going to wear the Mighty Ducks pajama costume on the airplane. Again, it's picking the battles that, like, we're embarrassed by them. But 
if another parent sees that, they get it. Like as other moms, and, and that's something else too, I would say is when you see a child in Target or in the store wearing their costume, give that mom the knowing, I gotcha. I understand this. You're doing good. Look, affirm them because we sometimes we think everybody, oh, everybody's thinking we're such a bad parent because I let my kid wear pajamas in the store, but we're not. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I know like the days that I was just like, kind of like, oh, son, like take that thing off. Those were the times people be like, oh my goodness, that's so cool. Where did you get it? I'm like, really? Do not encourage it. <laughs> so I totally get it that, yeah, a lot of times people will, you know, give us a high five or give them that knowing encouragement look. Um, so yes, I, I definitely love that. And another thing too, Sherry, that I just wanted you to touch on um, is you brought up with another conversation that we had about letting our kids grow through things. And that kind of goes with what we're talking about as far as like me letting my son grow through this Sonic the Hedgehog phase. (laughs) But I'm just wondering, what are some of the things that you told yourself or told your husband when it comes to letting your kids grow through things and and not, you know, stifling them or, or preventing them from having that creative expression? Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, when you're going through it, it's hard. It really is. Um, And looking back, I definitely wish I had more patience with some of them. But I think now I see that, and it all goes back to the first thing I said, that if everything we do is meant with love and we're doing the best we can with what we have and in the time we're in, because like, You've said, Tony Ann, that sometimes we're in a period where we have high stress and we're not going to show up as our best parent. But if most of the time we're doing the best we can and we keep that bank account positive, the kids are going to find their way. And, you know, we nurture that nature. We let them kind of express themselves, let them experiment with things. I mean, obviously not with drugs and the things that are harmful to them, but find their way. And it's, it's hard. Like, it's tough. I remember our middle son he was not a good student. I mean, we thought he was going to live in our basement forever and be a skateboarder and snowboarder and, you know, live on mom and dad the rest of his life. It was a struggle when he was in school. And once he figured out what his thing was and what interests him, he excels now in what he does. Like he's doing so, once he found his groove, so trust that they are going to find their way. And it may take longer than we want, but if we just keep nurturing that nature, loving them, letting them know that we believe in them and encourage them. And and some people might disagree with this, but sometimes we got to not worry about what society, even the schools, like school was stressful for my middle son. It was horrible. And he didn't do well because he wasn't interested in what they were teaching him. But once he got out of school and he found his way and he found his thing, like he's doing amazingly well. And now he teaches and he studies and he he does these programs. I'm like, who is this? Who is this kid? You know, where did he come from? So there is hope. And, you know, the other thing too is we just gotta say a lot of prayers, a lot of prayers as parents. For sure. Yes, for sure on that one. Because I'll be honest with you, I think I'm more of the lax, cool parent, and my husband's a little bit more uptight and, you know, kind of 
follow the rules and strict and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because like I'm going through the same thing with my Otis where he is not doing the greatest in school, but I see myself in him a lot and in, in how he's handling school just because I didn't have it easy in school as well. And, um, so like my husband's like all worried and stressed out and like, oh, he has to do well. And I'm like, he'll figure it out. Like he'll get it eventually. And so he like, my little one will tell me like, oh, mommy, I'm going to be an engineer and I'm going to make all these things. And I'm like, okay, son, like do your thing, you know, like I, I want to see it, like do it for sure. But I think a lot of times, like even just looking at my husband, like he's putting so much stress on, like he has to do well. And I'm like, it's okay. Like eventually he's a light bulb is going to go off. Cause I will not lie to you. Like I struggled through elementary school and literally in sixth grade, I'll never forget. I was just sitting in class and literally a light bulb just went off and everything started to make sense. Like all the math problems, all of the, the stuff in English and everything. So I went from almost the like uh, remedial classes to going to the advanced classes, like, like overnight, because it literally just started to make sense. And so that's why I tell my husband, like, it's going to click to him. Eventually, I just have to take my time with him and not stress him out too in the process. Right, right. And it may not click for him until he's way out of school. That's the way it was for my son. I remember his senior year. Um, I got to the point that it's like, Jeremy, just, just graduate. Like, I don't even care if you do well, <laughs> like just get out of school. Cause I knew once he was out of school and out of that pressure of performing the way the school wanted him to perform, he would figure it out. I knew he was smart. He just wasn't interested in what they were teaching him and he didn't really have good guidance there either. So yeah, I think, especially for boys, I feel like a lot of times they don't even blossom. They don't <laughs> hit their peak until figure out their thing until 20s, which is really scary as a parent to watch that. But yeah, yeah. you just made me cry a little bit because I don't want to wait that long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but I I definitely see what you're saying. Like it does, it does take a while sometimes and it it may even take until like you said, they're out of school, but yes, I, I wait it out. Yeah. It, like I said, our middle son, it took, I, I think he was 25 before he figured out his thing, but once he figured it out, there's no stopping him, you know, there's no stopping him now, which is amazing to watch. Um, and the one thing going back to that nurture the nature, you were saying your son's interested in engineers. So there's that example. I would be buying him Legos. I don't even know if they make tinker toys anymore, like anything having to do with building or whatever type of engineering he's into, like, steer him towards that. Let him build, let him do that thing or let him give him something he can take apart and put back together, whatever that, you know, I know the engineering minds, there's different ways, but that's what I mean with the nurture, the nature too, is give him that, those experiences. Yes, absolutely. For sure. I will do that. Now, Sherry, you giving us the encouragement. I feel like you giving me the encouragement I need to to move on, especially as a young mom. But I was just wondering if there is any motivational quote or words of encouragement for us real happy moms before we signed off. Absolutely. The one thing to remember is that, you know, and it's a cliche, I think, but this too shall pass. And that every stage we're in with our kids, there are joyful moments and there are hard moments, you know, when they're an infant and not sleeping, but they're so cute and cuddly to the toddler stage and they're funny, but yet they throw a temper tantrum in the grocery store, you know, (laughs) and teenagers where they become, you can have intelligent conversations, but then you can also have screaming matches, you know, and then when they get to be young adults, it's so fun. Like, that's another thing too, I didn't mention before, but 
for those moms that are in the teenage years, a little bit of hope here is that when, when they turn like 20, 21, you do get smart again. So I want to give you that. So if you're in your teenage, if your child's in your teenage years and, and you're, they think you're stupid, you do get smart when they turn 21 or 20. So there's hope for that. But every stage does have those challenges. But every stage also has the beautiful moments of it. And when we can just learn to be present in the stage that we're in with our kids and embrace the good and know that you're going to get through the tough times. And again, if you keep that positive love bank account going, you're not going to mess up your kids. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> just love them unconditionally. And you're all going to get through every season, every stage of life with your children. And it, it's so fun. It's so rewarding now to watch them become, you know, the the young men they're supposed to be and watch them have their own kids. And, you know, our whole thing is we need to set our, we set our kids up, we do our best and we, then we set them free to fly. Yes, no, definitely. I I'm loving all of that. Now, Sherry, where can we find you if we want to connect with you, learn more about you, or even just get involved in some of the things that you have going on? So I do have my own podcast, the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. And in that I share a lot of a lot of entrepreneurial, but there's a lot of life stuff in there too. So I think even if you're not an entrepreneur or doesn't, you know, whatever age, I think there's some things people can glean from there. Um, I'm Sherry Miter, so S-H-E-R-I-M-I-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram. You can find me there. And my website, SherryMiterCo.com. Yes. And I will make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Sherry, thank you again for coming on. This has been awesome. You are welcome. And I I do hope it gave a little hope (laughs) to the young parents going through things. (laughs) Yes, it did. Thank you. You're welcome. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links and show notes for this episode, go to realhappymom.com slash podcast. There you'll find a lot of really great information on things that we have discussed in the past, as well as this episode. Um, So definitely go over there and check it out. And if you found this podcast episode helpful, let me know by leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me out more than you know and gets the word out to other moms. But if you're like, Tony Ann, I don't listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is totally fine. Do me a favor, screenshot you listening to this and put it in your Insta stories or your Facebook stories and tag me at Real Happy Mom so that I know that you're listening and you're loving this episode. Now that does it. Take care and I will see you next week for another full episode. Take care and lots of love.